Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, it is the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR, and he is in the frozen tundra as per usual, Mr. Neff Canuck. Good evening, and when you say frozen, it is literally let it go frozen. Yeah. That bad. Well, you got the same color going, you know? Yeah, I figure I may as well blend in with the scenery. Uh, right now it feels like minus 12 Celsius with the wind chill. <laughs> that is not t-shirt and shorts weather, I'm afraid. No. Uh, no. Although, although if you're in certain parts of North America, it is, I think, isn't it? Well, maybe if you're in, like, say, uh, the Northwest Territories, that might be shirts and shorts weather. But for those of us who are a little bit more, you know, needing of heat, yeah, no, 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 no. Right. Uh, Neff's mic is a tad bit hot. I will bring down uh, the audio here a little bit and see if that helps. Either that or I'm just loud and obnoxious because today's been loud and obnoxious on the phones. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the heads up, Caldeth. Remember that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor. You can listen to our shows at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and a variety of podcasting platforms. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. If you happen to be listening to us on Anchor, you're missing out on all of the visual fun that Neff and I now have every time we do a podcast and also the game streams. So, what? Oh, folks, you missed a rather interesting um, setup as we were about to come on the air. I had installed uh, the Snapchat thing that, you know, everybody's complaining about or, Uh. you know, laughing about. And I couldn't quite find that filter that that poor lawyer's uh, Zoom call was latched onto. I found something much scarier that JR's like, you're not putting that on the air. No, 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 no. I I, I hesitate for you to... uh make that switch again otherwise uh it may screw things up on your end for the rest of the show yeah and basically that filter is sort of like great for a party trick for about 30 seconds and then no yes mm. uh f- fluffy kitten bowl type sn- snapchat filter i think except it wasn't quite as well done as the filter for that poor poor lawyer this basically had cutouts following your eyes and your mouth of a t- 
typical kitten. So imagine this mouth and these eyes on a typical kitten. <laughs> you can start screaming now. <laughs> I'll do that later. But anyway, uh, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And Liz apparently pointed out that as of this recording, we have 49 followers. So just one more follower and we will hit that magic number of 50. Ooh. Come on, folks. Tell your friends. <laughs> we, try to, we try to be entertaining. At least JR tries. Me, I'm just trying. <laughs> oh, well, I, I just I just loaded up this background today of uh, how many Tory gates in Kyoto. Okay, that, I was wondering for a minute there, and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Uh, As opposed to... Uh, we have 50 followers. We just had a follower. 50 followers. Thank you, number 50. Thank you. <laughs> so I expect to be... Now, The aver it has to average out, but then I have to get... Uh, I think I have to get another email from Twitch saying, hey, you're officially an affiliate. So hopefully that will come soon. Uh, Jeffachu13, thank you very much for subscribing and making it number 50. And now we get we just wait for the um, the welcome email from Twitch to show up at some point. So yes, now the acknowledgement email, as they say. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we have fifty followers. Now I forget what we're supposed to talk about. Oh yes, um, we have a special little surprise. Actually, two surprises today. We're going to officially start mentioning our new Sarah Yoshida caption contest. Uh, which we are going to we'll tell you about the prizes today and then tomorrow when we do streaming with the Sarahs on Twitch at 8pm Eastern tomorrow um, we're going to sh actually show you the photo that's going to be captioned so we'll unveil the prizes today for that and then you can join us tomorrow evening to uh, try to come up with the best caption um, and uh, also we have a very special guest whom I it was happy to interview earlier today. Um, his name is Matt, and he was just featured in a lot of uh, online news places such as Anime News Network. And he has uh, set a brand new world record. And uh, if you haven't read the article about what that is, he'll tell you what it is uh, when we play that interview for you in just a little while. So a very exciting edition of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And, uh, oh yeah, you know what, Neff, why don't I uh, mention this now? Um, I'm cleaning out my um, bedroom, sort of, because uh, we have um, window installations happening in my apartment uh, this weekend. Um, oh, cool. Best friends with our guest there, Jeff. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in and uh, watching. Really appreciate it. Um, anyway, Neff, um, the windows in my apartment, I want to say, are almost as old as I am. So I think they're due for a replacement. Yeah. My guess is if you held your hand around most of that window frame and left it there for a little while... You'd have ice cubes for fingers. Right. <laughs> so this time of year. Yeah. So um, we're going to be, um, I'm going to be using the headset mic um, for streaming with the Saris tomorrow. Um, I initially yanked this equipment, this microphone, and then I put it back uh, to do the interview today. So I figure I might as well leave it here. Uh, but as part of the cleanup, I went in to one of my closets uh, and started to clean out all sorts of junk that have been sitting there for quite some time, including some very, very old VHS tapes of stuff that I obtained when I was a kid. Let's say late 80s into the 90s when VHS was popular. Now if I want to watch anything that I have in those VHS tapes, I can just look them up on YouTube, basically, and they'll be there. <laughs> Right, nice. that that that's the that's the culture we're in now these days. Sad part is, I still have a VHS, not hooked up, mind you, but in my storage, I have a VHS player. It was actually one of the last best ones they ever made. Oh, really? Company, so it's like it was a, it was a tank, and it's like 
I can't bear to get rid of it, but I could really use the space too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I uh, clear this out. I mean, I, I still have more VHS tapes to go through, actually, and I do have like a VHS uh, DVD player for that or something. Um, I still have that issue of New Type USA that you showed a photo so behind me as we speak through Bard and the pile of all the issues. Oh, geez. Well, I'm holding it off the screen, Nev. How, how could you tell I was holding a new type? Let's see if uh, you can... Um, okay, you could see it for about... Okay, now you can see it. When you originally showed it, it just like reflection and gone. Now it's like, okay. I probably have that issue because I have all my new types in the storage in, in my, uh, one of my bookshelves. What anime is this? That would be, um, oh God, the sappers, I can hear the music. Oh, cripes. Oh, battle. No, it's, oh God. Hikaru, uh, be my angel. Angelic Lair. Thank we. That's Ugh. it. <laughs> Ask me a question like that when I'm awake, you know, around <laughs> noon. Not now. You're not going to get an answer for a while. So, uh, year one content index, Clamp's latest tale of technology and martial arts mayhem. Mm. Yeah, that was a show that I liked up to a point. Mm -hmm. It hit that point, and it was like, yeah. We have uh, articles here about Big O, um, Lunar Legend Skihime. We have uh, some manga serialization in here. Uh We have, uh, let's see, Neil Gaiman about uh, Hayao Miyazaki, Um, and let's see, Haganero Renkin Jutsushi, any of these ring a bell to you? Yeah, I was going to say, that was back when ADV, who was publishing the uh, English version of New Type, had money. Mm. (laughs) They could spend money and get, you know articles written like that you know and it was really nice and then the bad times came yes including uh, peak magazine <laughs> um oh here here's something um we have a list of monthly dvd and manga sales uh so for august 2003 you want to take a guess what were the top dvd sales and what was the top manga sales august 2003 mm. I want to say it was probably something Sailor Moon. Okay, uh, Sailor Moon, not even in the top ten for DVDs. Hmm. Uh, From Funimation Productions, F-U-N capitalized, because that's how it was back then. Mm Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Movie 8, The Legendary Super Saiyan. Oh, yes, Dragon Ball Z. So the uncut version placed first, the edited version placed fourth. So apparently there were differences. Okay, that's back when parents, I think, were controlling, you know, what kids bought because I can't see today an edited version of anything being anywhere close to the uncut version. Hmm. Um, and then we had, uh, number two, Spirited Away, released by Disney. Mm. And Cowboy Bebop the Movie was in third, released by Columbia TriStar. Cowboy Bebop the Movie, knocking on heaven's door. Mm. And then... Yeah, I have that DVD somewhere. <laughs> I, I think they reduced, bleh, released a Blu-ray at some point, and I just never thought to buy the Blu-ray because I'm like, Mm-hmm. DVD is good enough, right? Right. Uh, Flax says the sub- subprime mortgage crisis, but that was in 2008, wasn't it? I think so, yeah, because, and I remember this literally because at the time, I bought a brand new car and everything went to pot. Had I, could I have waited maybe three, four months? I'd have get an even better deal than I did. <laughs> but uh- such is life. And then we have, uh, let's see, number five, Noir, Terminal Velocity, Volume 5 from ADV. Um, mm-hmm. Inuyasha from Viz, Volume 8, Q, 
Kikyo's Wandering Soul. Is that a spinoff? No. Um, was what happened was that was a title of the disc at that time. Right. And it, they would use names of the character. Like if it was a common like mini arc, they would do something like that. Okay. Um, and then seventh place, Dragon Ball GT Baby Proliferation. Uh, Princess Mononoke was eighth. Dragon Ball GT, another one was ninth. And then the Full Metal Panic Mission Zero Two was tenth. Oh, the original Full Metal Panic. Oh, boy. No, that, that is old. And uh, I'll give you the top three for manga because we could go all, all night with... All uh, night, yeah. <laughs> um, this is USA sales, by the way, obviously, mm-hmm. from the list. Uh, number one in manga was Ghost in the Shell 2, Man Machine Interface, number six. Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viz, number two, which Shonen Jump, volume one, number nine. Mm-hmm. And then another Dark Horse comic, Amegami Sama number 100, Dr. Moreau. Oh, yeah. I remember that arc, which was then later collected into their their version at the time of manga, which was flipped and larger than the standard size. Right. Ah, we see our special guest is in the, um, in the Twitch chat. Uh, CC Yamato is the guest that we interviewed, and I'll be playing that interview in a few minutes. But, uh, yes, uh, a nice little piece of history that I thought I had thrown out, but uh, as luck would have it, uh, I kept it around. You know, uh, thrown out kind of like um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I wouldn't quite say they were thrown out. More (laughs) like they walked into Tampa full of vim and vinegar. They left Tampa... And they got the vinegar and vinegar beaten right out of them. <laughs> wow. So, you know, to see, you know, Tom Brady with another ring, it's like he's going to start putting them through his nose just to spite us all. <laughs> you keep collecting them, and it's like through his nose, through his ears. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, kudos to um, Tampa Bay and uh, Tom Brady and also the um, the Bucks uh, defense uh, really uh, kind of pushed. I, I made this analogy uh, when we did the Maitetsu stream a few nights ago. Um, if you remember seeing uh, the weekend's halftime show when he's doing that song where he's surrounded by mirrors and it's just him and the camera underneath uh, the steps and the stage there. Uh, that's kind of like what Pat Mahomes uh, was facing with the defense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, honestly, Tom Brady followed the Peyton Manning school at this stage in his career. Mm. Found a team with an excellent-looking defense uh-huh. and a competent-looking offensive line to keep him upright and breathing <laughs> and took advantage. Mm. Now, the question is, can he take advantage of it for another year? Mm. We'll see, because I can see the NFC getting slightly weaker. And uh, if that's the case, they'll have an easier march to the playoffs and up to the uh, big game. Mm -hmm. And then in the AFC, since Kansas City appears to be a little bit, shall we say, vulnerable, Mm -hmm. I could see a certain team from northwestern New York going, you know that butt kicking you gave us in the AFC championship game? We're back to return the favor. So you're hedging your so you're hedging um you're hedging your bets on your home team then. Your your real home team. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think the Bills have as good a shot to get back to the AFC title game as any other team in that division, up to and including the Chiefs. Mm. As long as they stay healthy, because that's the that's the thing. With the NFL, it is very easy to lose a couple pieces, just like Kansas City did before the big game. And it cost them. In this case, it was on the offensive line, and those were the guys tasked with making sure that nobody harassed Mahomes. And with them gone, their understudies had no hope, no prayer, and Mr. Mahomes was going, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Which way do I go? Mm. No, now we can forget about uh, football and look forward to uh, baseball. Uh, baseball season will hopefully start uh, – the union have done their thing, and now uh, we get to have fun, except for us Mets fans who were trolled by a pitcher in the last week. 
Well, Mets being Mets, but then again, it could be worse. You could be the Toronto Blue Jays who ain't playing in Toronto. No way, no how, no sir this year. At least for the first part of it, as I would suggest. Where would they be playing? Nobody nobody knows. I mean, there's talk of Florida. Mm-hmm. Ick. There's talk of Buffalo again, which wouldn't make the affi- the minor league affiliate very happy, but mm-hmm. such is life. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, good old COVID. <laughs> yep, I didn't. You know what? I would. I made sure specifically not to mention that. <laughs> and yet you did. <laughs> um, no, I'll just talk about it really briefly uh, because I'm still in the middle of my vaccinations. I get my next vaccination about a week and a half. Um, so for that reason, we're not scheduling a podcast in two weeks. We'll have one next week, but not in two weeks because I'm expecting to be grounded for a little bit of time with the second shot. Ah, uh, yes, the effects of the shot. Yes. <laughs> um, so for that reason, yeah, we, we've already made a post about that on social media. But um, but yes, um, I read something that apparently our Centers for Disease Control, which is now under um, our new President Biden, uh, released further guidance. Uh, if you um, have received both vaccinations and... Uh, it's within three months of you receiving vaccinations, then if you travel around the country, you don't have to quarantine. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting uh, situation there. Does that mean I get a get out of jail free card for 90 days? (laughs) Quite possibly. Not to Canada though, unfortunately. I was going to say, and this is a bit of news here. Because, of course, Canada has now implemented, uh, you're going straight to quarantine, you come in here. Do not pass go, do not collect $300. Actually, pay $2,000 and stay for three days in a hotel of our choosing. Best part is, they're using hotels around the airport. And at least one of them is a hotel that is used by Anime North. (laughs) Blink, blink. Oh, no. I'm just looking at that going, now, Anime North is in July scheduled. Mm -hmm. So it's quite possible that this whole quarantining business will be done by then. Right. However, if it's not, I'm going, um, I wouldn't go into that hotel if I were you. (laughs) Because you don't know where those germs have been or where they came from. Ick. So, uh, yeah, I think the guidance is if you've had uh, full protection from the two vaccines and it's been 90 days, um, you you don't have to quarantine. But it's up to, out to the states to kind of, you know, change their guidance and whatnot. Well, you see, that that's the trick. The federal government in the United States, just like the federal government in Canada, can make all sorts of recommendations, et cetera, right? right. But it's up to the individual states and provinces to go either, yeah, that sounds a good, good idea, or... Nope, not going to do it right. unless you pay us. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping Rhode Island Comic Con is still on for June. Yes, New England, depending on where you are, has uh, you know varying uh, COVID restrictions. Um, I think Rhode Island is a ten-day quarantine uh, domestic unless you test out. If you arrive from international, whether you test out or not, you have to wait seven days before you exit quarantine. Hmm. Now, the funny part is, if you go over the land border between the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. like, they just let you through. Really? They don't act. Well, from what I understand, I mean, if you tell a good enough story, they'll let you through at right. this point. And I'm going, I'm sorry, but no. Mm-hmm. I don't care what good story you tell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll make notes next next time. Uh, you know, next time it comes up, I'll just say I'm visiting my friend Neff Canuck. I, I'm his power of attorney. Uh, let me through. Oh boy, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but um, 
But yes, I'm, I'm still banking on Japan. They, they still think maybe by the end of this year, after the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics, if they happen, um, and you hear there's a there's another big spat over the the head of the uh, committee organizing the games in Japan, the former prime minister who made an uh, insensitive remark about women. <sighs> Why do people keep doing this? You know, it's like. This is 2021, right. not 1821. <laughs> <laughs> but now if you hear about the Olympics, it's not um, it's not about if it's going to be held. It's all about, you know, the news is all about gender equality, whatever you read these days. So mm. we'll see how that develops. And then, like I mentioned um, the last time we were on, Neff, if for some strange reason, but it's still plausible... If they cancel the Olympics and they move them to um, 2032, which is the next Summer Olympics that's available, at least we might still have these cute Tokyo Olympic mascots around until then, right? Well, you'll have the, the mascots version 1.0. <laughs> Those will be version 2.0. Mm. And if the Olympics got you know postponed again, they'd be 3.0. So you've either got mascots or you've got... The Neon Genesis Evangelion movie series. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I went there, folks. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> well, um, another cute character or cute characters that um, we can bring up now are relevant to the interview that we're going to play. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen Anime News Network, there was an article about somebody who recently set a Guinness World Record for uh, the amount of memorabilia collected from a specific anime series. So uh, at this point, we're going to go ahead and play that video for you guys uh, so you can be introduced to this guy. And he has very, very good knowledge about this particular um, franchise in Japan. So are you ready to hear this interview, sir? Indeed. All right. If you're listening on Anchor, we'll be back after this commercial message. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. You may even get a shout-out from one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, subject to availability. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Extreme Anime Radio has had a lot of firsts since January of last year. January of 2020, we officially started a podcast. In the fall of 2020, we started broadcasting on Twitch. And now here, in the middle of February 2021, we're having our very first interview with a Guinness World Record holder. Joining me now on the audio realm is Matt Emblidge. Hello, Matt, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry that uh, due to some um, bandwidth issues, we couldn't bring you on uh, video-wise, but could you tell all of our viewers and listeners what is the record that you have? Sure. It's uh, pretty simple. It is the largest single collection of merchandise related to the anime Cardcaptor Sakura and also Cardcaptor Sakura ClearCard. I have the record at 4,873 pieces. 4,873. Wow. Let me uh, take you back uh, before the record. When did your fascination with Cardcaptor Sakura all begin for you? Uh, that started all the way back in, I think if I have this date right, it's 2001 when the dub of the show Cardcaptors was airing on the Kids WB network. Uh, so that was my first exposure to it. And then I found the manga sometime also during that year. So, um, and then it just kind of blossomed af after that, basically. 
Yeah, well, it's um, I, wa- I watched the show for the entire run uh, on Kids WB, and they repeated it enough so that I could see it. Uh, and then a few years later, this was developing internet times, uh, I found fan sites that opened my eyes to the world of sub versus dub and mm. learned that there's a lot more of the series that didn't get aired uh, here in the States. So I tracked down DVDs, got myself the uh, a set that I could watch, and that was how I experienced the whole series by about, I don't know, 2004-ish. A lot better than uh, watching it on WB, wouldn't you agree? Yes and no. I have an unpopular opinion here. Uh, I, I, of course, consider Cardcaptor Sakura to be the superior product, but I unironically enjoy the Nelvana dub of Cardcaptors. Mm. So it is, uh, it is not, um, it is not well loved by the community. Uh, and I don't know if it's just purely nostalgia, but I have been going through the series recently. Uh, and it, it's hard at times, but I actually think it was a good product for its time. Okay. Um, so you watched uh, all versions of Cardcaptor Sakura, basically, and then started all of the collecting. About how long have you been collecting Cardcaptor Sakura memorabilia, do you think? Uh, officially, uh, 2001, I bought the, the Cloud Book in Toys R Us. Uh, but the collection, yeah, uh, the collection as it really is now started in 2006 when I, uh, I went to my first anime convention and found some merchandise there. So that was kind of the official start of collecting stuff for this series. Like I also had the manga, uh, but I didn't really count the manga as collection. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's just part of what you have. Um, but yeah, when it came to collecting merchandise, 2006-ish is about when I uh, I really started. Okay. Um, and then when and why did you decide to pursue the uh, Guinness World Record for collecting specific memorabilia from this franchise? Uh, so I had been, I'd been collecting uh, pretty regularly up until 2016 uh, when the first record holder for this, Sophia Pichiwa, uh, she claimed the record. Uh, up until then, I'd never really considered that idea. I kind of knew that Guinness occasionally had like records for largest Star Wars collection or Star Wars or largest Simpsons collection. I thought you had to be like a big name to get one of those, but she went and got one. And I thought, that's cool. I think I can beat her. <laughs> and at the time, I um, at the time we were about tied. I, I don't remember exactly what I had at the time, but hers was 1,086. I think I was. I was in the ballpark, plus or minus two hundred items. I, I don't remember exactly what I had. Okay. So I decided I wanted to. I, I decided I wanted to beat her, but uh, I kind of forgot about it for 2017. Then in 2018, I went to uh, Tokyo to go to the Sakura exhibition. Uh, it was it was this uh, uh, museum of uh, artwork and stuff uh, dedicated to the series. Uh, and in that exhibition was a uh, there was a there was a piece. Uh, written by Sophia like she got to have a little blurb written in there and I thought that should be me that should be my blurb <laughs> uh, uh, so as soon as I set foot back uh, at the time I was living in Hawaii um, so as soon as I uh, set down in Honolulu I uh, I started cataloging everything because gosh darn it I was going to get this record <laughs> and then it took another two years Wow. How uh, how easy or difficult of a process was it to officially get certified? Did somebody from Guinness have to get back to you and officially verify everything that you had? So the way it works is that uh, from starting from square one, you first have to submit a request to Guinness and ask, uh, will you, uh, will you take this record? So for me, it was, for me, it was easy because the record already existed. So I could just ask them, Hey, I want to beat this record. And then the, they'll give you a, a go ahead. Yeah, you can do that. Then you have to submit the evidence. You can pay them to send an adjudicator to you, mm-hmm. but that's really, really expensive. It's kind of more of a, you know, a big event or businesses kind of thing. Right. If you're uh, an individual like me, uh, you can uh, you can do it yourself with uh, some certified volunteers who uh, can uh, verify the authenticity and what you have is you know physically there. It exists. It is what you claim it it is. 
So it's it's a little bit of an involved process, but it's uh, it's quite doable. So I had a couple of questions. One comes from uh, Kesho Cho, who is actually one of the cosplayers of our mascot here on Extreme Anime Radio, Sarah Yoshida. And Kesho Cho wants to know uh, what your favorite uh, Cardcaptor Sakura memorabilia is. So my favorite item is technically not a single item. It is um, is my collection of uh, rubber charms uh, that, that they came, they became popular a few years ago. Uh, they're just they're, they're stamped or molded pieces of rubber on a keychain. Uh, there are, are a lot of them for Cardcaptor Sakura. I I don't know offhand. I think it's I, I think my wall has a hundred and ninety something of them, wow. uh, and that's not quite all of them that there are. But I'm I'm very proud of those. I really like them as a product. So kind of that whole wall is my uh my favorite item nice and then uh also nef canuck who is my co-host of the extreme anime radio podcast he was unable to join us for this recording but he wanted to know in contrast what uh merchandise in your collection was very difficult to track down so i think the hardest thing for me to track down is a bandai uh, Cardcaptor Sakura Playphone. Uh, it's it's shaped like the cell phone that she has in the series. I've only ever seen three of them, and I have the third one because the first two I uh, lost out on the uh, on the bidding for. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, so I had that that one is not only the hardest one to find, but it was the hardest one for me to actually obtain because I had to. I basically had to actually fight people for it. I I don't often have to uh, struggle too much right. uh, in this process. I don't have a I don't have the most competition in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but that phone is special, uh, and I have one, and it works, and I'm quite happy with it. Now let me ask you because this is extreme anime radio, so we focus more on anime aspects and whatnot. Um, if you could single out a favorite part of the Cardcaptor Sakura anime series, whether it be um, the initial run back um, when it first came out or Clear Card series or the movies, what would be um, maybe your favorite moment? Um, I'm going to steer away from Clear Card because unfortunately Clear Card is, uh, there's a lot of it that hasn't been uh adapted to anime yet that, right. but there's a there's some great moments in the manga that i'm I'm really looking forward to for that season two which if if anyone out there is waiting i can't guarantee it because i don't work in the industry but i'm like it, it's gonna happen just just be patient <laughs> there there will be a, there there's a lot of there's a lot of lack of hope that mm-hmm. the second season will happen it'll happen but mm-hmm. to, to your question um i think one of the most memorable uh moments for me is uh is actually from the first episode i ever saw which was uh it, it's the second episode of the card captors run but it's uh i think it's episode uh 10 or 11 it's it's the sword card episode where okay. uh uh she where it, it the the scene is where uh sakura sakura's friend rika has been uh taken over by the spirit in the sword card and rika now wielding the sword is trying to uh well, basically murder Sakura with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of established right then and there that this series was like, okay, this is this is a quote-unquote girl show, but also right. like, there's some legitimate danger here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's one of those kind of moments that's kind of always stuck out to me is like, that it, 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 this is a show that's going to set itself as, you know, it can, um, it's not defined by its genre. It can, uh, it can, it can go places. Uh, it's 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 a pretty good action scene too for for what they uh for what they were working with so yeah that's one of my more memorable scenes and who's your favorite character would it be sakura herself or do you have another character that you like um it's hard to pick one uh i kind of uh like sakura is great but for me and this probably makes sense considering what my record is for but my favorite character is Tomoyo, uh, uh, because it's um, I, she she and I have that same aspect of like I'm I'm actually happy just sitting back and observing, um, and uh, I, I'm not I want to I want to believe I'm not quite as as obsessive, but then again here I am as the the Guinness World Record holder, so <laughs> like well I'll let the uh, 
uh, the the viewers decide if I'm as obsessive as she is. Uh, there, there are there are moments in Clear Card where I feel like you know Tomoyo is uh, dipping into the um, the crazy lady stereotypes mm-hmm. a little bit. So I, I don't think I'm that far gone yet. Right. Well, uh, Matt Emlidge, last question for you. Now that you've secured this Guinness World Record, uh, what's next? Will you continue expanding your Card Captor Sakura collection, or maybe will you go for another World Record? Well, the uh, the collection is actually still increasing anyway. It's actually uh, over 5,000 pieces now. So uh, that's just because I had a, a, a large collection of cards come in right after I submitted my evidence. So those didn't get to get counted. Uh, so I will continue to expand, but probably at a slower pace. Uh, it's largely because I'm running out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like it can get bigger, but that is my goal is just just continue collecting. Uh, I'll probably update the record at some point if uh, if I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it is right now, I don't uh, I don't collect anything else that would be... Uh, worthy of a collection or another uh another uh, guinness world record uh i don't know what i'm going to do other than um i i run a youtube channel the uh cc yamato where i right now i mostly just talk about the manga but i want to get back into doing um videos about the items i have i did a few very early videos about things that i had mm-hmm. uh because i i want the I, I want my collection to be a showcase i i I'm going to plug another thing, my Tumblr, the Card Captor Museum. Uh, I want it to actually be a museum, you know, that people can see. So that that's kind of the goal here is to allow people to see more of the stuff. So Matt Amledge, who can also be reached on Twitter at uh, CCM underscore Yamato. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for joining us. And again, congratulations on your world record. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR and he is Neff. And uh, we just heard from our very first uh, Guinness World Record holder, Neff. What do you should think? I thought it was absolutely fascinating because, you know, like to not only have the drive and the ambition to go after some of the rarest merchandise that there is, because mm-hmm. as you can tell, his collection is expensive and there are some very unusual things there. You know, and I was really surprised because I'm like, I'm a collector of certain things myself, but I don't think I have that level of dedication. I don't think I have the funds for it, but that's another story <laughs> altogether. But it's like that takes a certain level of dedication that I can't help but but, but admire. Well, you but you still have your own, uh, uh, you know, uh, anime and manga museum of Nefkanukistan in your apartment that I've seen many times. <laughs> yeah, but you see, the trick is now. I've gotten mostly electronic for my manga, any new stuff anyways. Mm. So most of the stuff I have is now getting up there in age. Right. You know, which means that some of the stuff I try to read it, you know, just crack the spine and there go the pages. Eek. (laughs) Um, But I want to thank him once again for giving us uh, his time, Uh, not only for the interview, but right now he's in our Twitch chat answering questions about Cardcaptor Sakura, which is awesome. Uh, so be sure to, um, if you're happening to watch us now, participate in the Twitch chat and uh, uh, as we continue on here with the podcast. Also, Ducky. Uh, Ducky's here. And I should point out that uh, many years ago, Ducky got me a uh, a clamp book with um, um, the art of uh, clamp art. I don't think it was titled that. It was something like that. But it was like, um, filled with like clamp artwork, which I still have, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, one of the things I still have in my place is that complete set of chess pieces that Tokyo Pop back in the day released. And it was funny because they released them in a certain format for about the first five volumes and then decided to go the much cheaper route. And it just looks horrible because you have these wonderful, like nice packages for the first five volumes. And then the rest just looks like something you'd find at a dollar store in terms of the package quality. Really? The contents are still very nice, mm. but it's like, ew, it doesn't match anymore. Ick. 
Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so he thinks it's all about clamp. Uh, you could be. Uh, it's it's in the upstairs apartment, so you know I just can't waltz away from the podcast and check. <laughs> you could try, but I'm not sure I'd be that entertaining for about five ten minutes all on my own. <laughs> nah, unless you you know you know summon the the fools in the closet. I think. Yeah, um, no, no, keep them sedated, keep them happy, and just no. Um, a couple of other things he wanted me to actually um, remind folks. Um, Sophia, who is the um the one the original um Guinness World Record holder was very instrumental in um in assisting with um uh his new Guinness World Record attempt um and also uh, he, I think he mentioned it in the interview he's focusing on it on and off for two whole years two years so that's a lot that's... of uh time and perseverance you know mhm Plus, as he mentioned uh, during the interview, he most of the time didn't have to fight fans for things, but sometimes he did. And that's that goes without saying, because like I've gone to the charity auction over the years for Anime North as a spectator and a bidder. And I still remember my most prized yet almost got me killed possession. <laughs> You've seen it. It's that Gundam Wing Gundam plaque Wing. Yep. that's at the end of the hallway. 2003. I outbid a cadre of about five or six girls for it. And by the time I took it and dragged it back to my car, I swear they were plotting my murder. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just get this to the car, close the lid, and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder how much my new type I, – I don't think I'm going to do anything to the new type I have, but I wonder how much that would fetch. Yeah, it would depend. I mean, some of the some of the issues because of the content were actually quite sought after mm -hmm. several years later. Right. Others just you know not so much. It really depended. Right. Who was on the plaque? Neff uh, Beta's asking. Okay. Um. In this case, it was a Gundam Wing plaque, so they had most of the Gundam Wing cast was at Anime North that year. Sign it. The only one who didn't was Ted Cole, who did Wufei. But what happened was there were several signatures missing. So what I ended up doing for several cons after that, Anime North, was dragging that plaque to the signings to get missing signatures. To the point where I think I'm only missing maybe, of the major characters, maybe two or three. Everybody else I managed to get. Wow. That's a nice big haul there. Everybody's impressed. <laughs> Well, as I said, back when, you know, I was just a spectator and it's like, okay, you know, let's have some fun with this because it's for it was for a good cause. It's always been for sick kids. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, that was the one thing that, like I said, bought it, made it out the door and going, I don't want to die. I just want an auction. I don't want to die. Another question. Did you get Wu Fei's? No, that was Ted Cole. Mm. That, that, that He was the English voice of Wu Fei. Actually, it's all English cast of uh, Gundam Wing, except for Rufay, uh, Saffron Henderson, I believe, has not signed that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do have Heroes Japanese VA signing, who has signed that. But no other, no other Japanese cast. Because I'm not about to try and track this thing overseas <laughs> to Japan and track them down now. <laughs> Well, the next time I'm there, you know, I could... No, we'll, we'll leave it at that, I think. <laughs> like I said, try to lift that thing off the wall. Yeah. It's heavy. I, I'm not going to even try. <laughs> um, but speaking of Japan, let's see what's uh, new in Japanese news. Sleeping train drivers. They seem to be happening more and more commonly these days. They're either overworking them or they're not giving enough caffeine. So, to figure out which. So if I can uh, pull up the article here real quick. So uh, on the Cebu Railway, this happened yesterday. Well, Tuesday, Japan time between uh, 12.35 and 12.52 p.m. Uh, it was on the Cebu Railway Ikebukuro line between Hoya and Ikebukuro. Um, and it, it, the release tells... Uh, uh, you know exactly the, the type of the train consist and everything about 700 people were on board Ooh, that could have been yeah 
And somebody apparently on smart video uh, caught um, when the train pulled into the terminal station, the train driver was out (laughs) snoring. Well, not snoring, but apparently sleeping. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure if they're set up the same way as they are, at least subways in North America, Mm -hmm. with what are called dead man controls. Basically meaning that you have to always be pushing against something. Right. Otherwise, the train will come to a stop. I so th- are they like that in Japan as well? I believe in Japan um, it's called what's called an EB. I think it's an EB switch. I could be wrong. But every so often you have to respond to the alarm when it goes off. If you don't mm. move the controls for a certain amount of time. So let's say you're cruising at like, what, 100 kilometers an hour, and you leave the controls a certain way. If you don't move the controls in a certain amount of time, an alarm goes off. If you don't acknowledge the alarm in like five seconds, then the train will break. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So it seems really odd that he managed to get that far. Right. And pull into the station properly. That just seems a little... Right. Interesting. But, uh, yes, um, there were no injuries and no problems with the operations such as train delays. And Cebu Railway's official official adjudication, I guess, the driver was temporarily drowsy. Temporarily. (laughs) Okay, how long of a distance would you estimate it was that he managed to travel while temporarily drowsy? Based on the story. Let's see. Uh, it is uh, apparently between Hoya and Ikebukuro Station. So if I look up the Seibu Ikebukuro line real quick and I tell you where Hoya Station is, hopefully I'll get a distance. Hoya. Hoya, Hoya. 14 kilometers. Holy power nap, Batman. <laughs> So almost 10 miles. Hmm. And uh, let's see. It was a semi-express. So the semi-express makes between Hoya one, two, three stops before it arrives at the terminal in Ikebukuro, which is on the central Yamanote line loop, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Now, I'm very interested to see... uh, how I could use my train travel to advantage next time I go to Japan because there are a few things uh, and places I want to hit. Even though, you know, I'm still planning and by the time it gets to when I want to go, the borders might still be closed. I still have ideas in my head of what I want to do. And um, some of it will go off the beaten path just like the last trip, basically. Mm. Yeah, and then there was that other story that I forwarded you. It was more the name of the vessel involved that, that kind of you know caught my attention. This is a this uh, was a, this a case of a Japanese submarine that apparently I understand it came up in the wrong place. Uh, there was a crash, uh, and there were some injuries. But the funny thing was the name of the craft, Soryu. <laughs> As in Asuka Langley saw you from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Now, that's a submarine. Yes. And we know, of course, Germans and submarines. Yeah, da, yeah. Da, da, da. So I'm going, <laughs> oh, God, whoever named that sub had a weird sense of humor, and I love them for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. That that was uh, interesting. And. Uh... I know that the uh, the ministry uh, in Japan deeply apologized uh, for that incident. So, mm. um, yeah, like when a submarine comes up in the wrong place, that ain't good. That's right. just oof. Um, it is getting late, and we have a Jackbox stream to get to here in a bit. So, um, I wanted to show you guys the Sariyoshida caption contest prizes. We're going to show the photo tomorrow during our streaming with the Sarah's uh, program. Um, 
And scheduled to join us for streaming with the Sarahs are four of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida. Of course, it is subject to change based on their availability. But uh, Mako-chan is scheduled to join us. Kesho-cho cosplay, whose uh, photo you saw in the interview, uh, she asked a, a question to our guest. She'll be um, involved tomorrow. And um, Angela, Morbid Heart Designs. Um, who I believe was one on one of our earlier podcasts, will join us for the first time on Twitch. But uh, we'll be revealing that photo um, tomorrow during streaming with the Sarahs at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, these are our two prizes for the captions. The first we showed you uh, pretty recently. It is a Sarah Yoshida Geisha doll, um, and it is um, lovingly crafted by Shinigami Liz. Uh, she did this uh, as a prize for our station's 20th anniversary. Um, and then on the right, we have something that I also did, uh, dug out of the closet um, when I was cleaning up and I saw the new type magazine. This is a mouse pad, one of the old mouse pads with the old art from uh, Chu that we had made up back in 2013, 2014, something like that. So rather than it go to waste, we will give it to the uh, second place person in our caption contest. So uh, be sure to join us for Streaming with the Sarahs tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Uh, now, Neff, uh, we will go to the closing commentary. If you have any questions, compliments, complaints, or concerns about this stream or anything you hear on our podcasts, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. You can listen to our stream at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And if you need links to our social media pages, you can go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio for links to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter account, and our Discord server. Um, especially on our Discord server, we now have... Um a section about our upcoming shows. So um, if you follow us on Discord, look for that announcements channel, and we uh, update it regularly with our um, streaming schedule, we, we anticipate it's going to be. Um, next week, uh, we'll have the podcast at the same time, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We might also schedule some gaming streams or two uh, during that week. The following week, as I mentioned earlier, up in the air because of uh, my scheduled second COVID vaccination. Um, so depending on how I feel, we may or may not do a gaming stream or two. But after um, next week, we will not have a podcast the following week. The, the podcast will come back two weeks after that. Um, and uh, once again, um, for our guest, Matt... Um, at CCM underscore Yamato, his is Twitter, and he he's also mentioned some pages. He has um, a website which he's uh, making a card capture Sakura museum of sorts, showing off all his memorabilia, which I think is really cool. And he also has a budding YouTube page where he does some reviews on card capture Sakura material. So I want to thank him for joining us. Um, very, very knowledgeable, and uh, we appreciate his time again and congratulate him on securing his Guinness World Record title. Uh, Nev, anything you have to say uh, before we end? No, I think we've covered everything we need to cover this week. Once again, thank you to our guest. It was very interesting. I'm sorry I couldn't uh, be there for the interview, but as they say, real life sometimes sucks. Yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, if you're watching on Twitch right now, the show goes on in a few minutes. We will be back with Jackbox play where, um, yes, uh, whoever is around will try to dethrone my Jackbox title. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming for you, JR. And we're sharpening the knives. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Help. Well, in that case, we'll get set up for that. But in the meantime, uh, for those of you listening on Anchor, we thank you for listening. For Neff, I'm JR, and remember, keep on listening for the Extreme Mario podcast, and don't forget to check out our Twitch streams. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.